Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Realize this, the tongues in essence are all the same, but there's a difference in purpose and use. Notice that he puts here uh, diversities, diversities mean different kinds of tongues. Notice that he puts that right up here with apostles, with prophets, with teachers, with miracles, with gifts of healings. Notice that? Did you notice that? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Gifts and Callings of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. The pastor is the head of that local group, that local body. Amen. And so, his wife said to me, every night when I get home, I tell him what a good service we had. I mean, if he's asleep, I wake him up and tell him about it. Just rub it in. Some men would never make it if they didn't have a good wife. Amen. Sometimes. Amen. So finally, towards the end of the second week, Friday night now, of the second week, going to close Sunday night, he showed up. He's got his regular spot. Before the evangelist preached, I said, let's have three testimonies. We had three sections of seats. And so I said, testimony from each section. If you've been saved during this meeting or backsliders come back home, believer filled with the Spirit or been healed, just one now from each section. And so somebody got up over here and testified. Somebody got the center section and testified. And then a young man sitting right beside this backslidden deacon said, uh, he got up and testified. And when he finished, now I said, somebody's received something during this meeting. And that deacon hadn't been in any service. But he jumped up, going to testify. I said, hold it, wait, 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 sit down. I said, you didn't get blessed. That fellow right by you got blessed, just slopped a little over on you. You thought God was blessing you. Amen. He needs to get straightened up before he gets up testifying. Say amen if you can't. If you can't, say oh me, it's also anyway. Well, this is sure different, isn't it? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Governments. Hallelujah. Then diversities of tongues. Now, you see, thank God for all tongues. Realize this, the tongues in essence are all the same, but there's a difference in purpose and use. Notice that he puts here uh, diversities. Diversities mean different kinds of tongues. Notice that he puts that right up here with apostles, with prophets, with teachers, with miracles, with gifts of healings. Notice that? Did you notice that? See, there is a ministry of tongues and interpretation. Amen. I remember one time I was preaching in South Texas, actually in Beaumont, Texas. And, and so a lady said to my wife, and in fact, she took us out. Her husband, was a, he owned two businesses. I noticed that he didn't come to the services, not on one of them. So she took us one day to lunch, his wife, and said, now, I don't want to talk about it, but would you pray for him? I don't know. Something happened. He got out of Kelter, and he's just not, uh, not going to church. Pray for him. So we said, oh, sure, we will. So we closed that meeting, 
in Beaumont, Texas, and went over to Houston area, Pasadena, where Brother and Sister J.R. Goodwin were pastor, the First Assembly of God Church. And, and so this man, among the business he owned, one of them was a car dealership, you know, selling new cars as well as used cars and so on and so forth. And he got two or three car loads and came over from Beaumont 90 miles to Pasadena. And so the Lord said to me, minister to him. Well, I could have ministered to him, but then I saw in the spirit. I saw them driving along. She had her head down. He said, what's about it? She said, well, you know, Brother Hagin ministered all right, but he knew most of that because I told him. And so the Lord said, help Brother and Sister Goodwin to come up here because they don't know him. I, I introduced him to him after the service is over. Now, we had the song reader. See, everybody don't need to hear everything. We had the song reader lead some singing, you know, and we stood down here. And Sister Goodwin spoke with tongues, and Brother Goodwin interpreted it. Then she spoke again with tongues, and Brother Goodwin interpreted it. And the third, and I marvel. I knew they didn't know a thing. I didn't tell them anything. I introduced the people to them after the service is over. But they told them just exactly what she had told me, what their problem was, and then they told them the answer. Hallelujah. There's a real ministry there. I said there's a real ministry there. And we missed out on it to a great extent for the simple reason that we come over here into the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians where Paul's talking about congregational service where if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two at the most three and that by course and let one interpret. If there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church. But you see, as I said, all tongues are the same in essence, but they're different in purpose and use. Can you say amen? Amen. And so there is a ministry, praise God, along that line. Now then, this back up here to this ministry of helps. What's that? Well, putting it simple, anything that'll help. Amen. Do you ever stop to think about it? As important as the music ministry is, there's not anything in the New Testament about a ministry of music. Is there? I said, is there? And yet it's a real ministry, bona fide ministry. Now, it comes under the heading of helps. And then not only that, you see, people in, in our home church in Texas, before we moved to uh, Oklahoma, 1966. We were there for 17 years. There was a lady, she and her husband got saved. Now, they were, oh, I guess maybe 40 years of age when they got saved. Their children had already married and grown, grown and married, and uh, two of them. And, and so uh, she felt like God called her to the ministry. And so she thought, well, I believe, you know, had such a desire to win. He called me to be an evangelist. Now, her husband was a builder, a carpenter, and a builder. And so she went out to be an evangelist, fell flat on her face. I mean, just didn't work. So that's not it. So he must then maybe call me to be a pastor. And there was a lady that had a little church out in plumbing nearly, plumb out of town nearly in the country. Ran about 35 to 37 in attendance. And so she became assistant pastor to this lady. And after a year, they had 12 left. And so 
God didn't call her to pastor. And so, I mean, she is the saddest looking creature because quite often the pastor would ask me to preach when I was in and I'd preach. And she is the saddest looking creature you've ever seen in your lifetime. But in the process of time, I was holding a meeting in Modesta, California, in the old 16G tabernacle. And, and uh, I looked around and, and uh, I saw this woman and her husband and recognized him. And I said, well, I guess they moved out here. But she didn't look the same person. I mean, her face is lit up like a neon sign in the dark. And the pastor of this church came from our, actually his hometown was the town where we live. And so I asked him about, oh, yeah, he said uh, they moved out here. And he's building a number of houses over here. But said uh, she finally found her place. She's happy. He said every day, Monday through Friday, because he goes to work and she takes his lunch with him. And so from 9 till 3, she's out visiting folks, visiting the sick. He said, she puts into our church every week always at least one family and sometimes as many as five families. Think about that. He said she'll find some woman that's sick and go in and clean up her house. Amen. Well, you go in and just help people. They're going to listen to you. And then she talks to him about to get some saved. And then they're sick, you know, very often she gets it. She don't ask me, you come pray. She lays hands on them, gets them healed. He said she found a lady down at the junkyard. In fact, she had built her a little lean-to out of some boxes. And the dear lady had a couple of children that, oh, I don't know, five, six years old, and then one that was just a baby. And so she got them out, got them some help, got some milk for the baby and one thing or another. But he said... Uh, we offered to pay her. We offered to put her on the payroll. Actually, she's doing more than the whole church. The rest of them put together. And so he said, oh, no, no, no. I, uh, my husband, you know, he's, got, he, he's building all these houses. He's a construction business, and we don't need, I don't need the money. I'm doing it for the Lord. Well, at least let us pay you gasoline. He's finally considered to let him furnish the fuel. Amen. But she's in the ministry of helps. I said, she's in the ministry of helps. There are many areas of here. Praise God. I'm talking about gifts and calling to God. She, she was right all the time. She felt this call, but not knowing the word as she should, she thought that there are only two offices now, either pastor or evangelist. So she tried to be a evangelist and didn't. Tried to be a pastor and didn't work. So where is she then? Thank God she found her calling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, if we'll just all find our call and go to work for God, amen, you couldn't get them in the building. There'd be so many folks coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I don't know about you, so I can't talk about you. But I do know about me. Amen. Hallelujah. I just knew all my life I was called. To the ministry. How did you know? I don't know. Just an inward knowing on the inside of me. Well, when the Lord appeared to me in 1950, September the 2nd, 1950, in a little tent meeting in Rockwall, Texas, and began his conversation with me, he said, 
I called you before you were born. That's the reason I knew that in my spirit. I called you before you were born. And he said, uh, Hallelujah, I separated you from your mother's womb. Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born and many times since then. But my angels have watched over you and cared for you until this present hour. Amen. Well, I called you before you were born. I found out he said the same thing about Jeremiah in the Old Testament. That's the reason I knew in my spirit. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, The Destiny Package, featuring the books, I Cannot Be Defeated and I Will Not Quit, and How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny, both by Ken Hagan. Plus, The Gifts and Callings of God, three CDs by Kenneth E. Hagan. All three resources for just $34.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this powerful destiny package today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can watch the Rhema Praise video, their podcast there. The radio is there on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of these uh, Rhema Praise programs are, are archived. Our mm-hmm. church services are archived there. You can so, watch us on Roku. Yeah, or you can join yeah. us live. On the internet, every Sunday at 10 a.m., 7 p.m. on Sunday night and 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. You can get these. Just go to rhema.org slash media. That's right. And they're all everything everything about us. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Gifts and Callings of God. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.